Don is in New Orleans. Hi, Don. Hi, thank you for taking my call. So I'm a Republican and I'm a conservative, and I did watch the debate last night, and I'd like to give you my take on it. Okay. <clears throat> um, so there is no way on God's green earth would I ever vote for Mike Pence, Chris Christie, or Asa Hutchinson, and I'll tell you the reason why. <clears throat> Mike Pence, kind of like what you said, I'm going to be a little more graphic about it. What he did was he stuck his arm around Trump all night long, acting like they were best friends, while he had the knife in his hand, stabbing it and turning it in his back. Can't trust a guy like that. I can't trust you. I can't vote for you no matter who your opponent is. So he's out under any circumstances. Vote for Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck first. <clears throat> then there's Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson. They both signed a pledge. In order to get on that stage last night, you had to sign a pledge that you would support the eventual nominee. When they signed that pledge, they knew that Donald Trump was under investigation, and at some point he was even under an indictment. Yeah, but uh, I, I just want to point out, Don, apparently the RNC did have an exception if somebody is indicted, convicted of a not indicted, convicted of a crime. Go go on. Okay, well, I don't know about that exception, but they and they didn't publicize that well. So with that, I'll maybe doubt it, but maybe that'll turn. Well, he, maybe that'll turn a little bit. You wouldn't go for them anyway, no matter what, if, if you like Trump. No, if they were the Republican nominee, I would, except for the fact that if they broke their pledge, I'll look, and if what you said is accurate, then I'll reconsider them if they get the nomination. But if you break your pledge, if you break your word, we're done. Well, we're done. well but Don, what I found more problematic was... After they asked the question and all everybody raised their hand, and Christie raised his hand at first, too. By the way, DeSantis didn't raise his hand right away. He looked around the room to see who was raising their hand. None of them really wanted to raise their hand. They weren't really excited about raising their hand, except for, you know, for uh, Ramaswamy. His hand was up like that kid in the class who's the first kid you know, with his hand up. Um, but the rest of them, DeSantis was slow. Christie raised his hand, and then he said he he didn't really mean to raise his hand. He was waving it off. I don't believe him. I think he was raising his hand. But the next question should have been, explain to us how Donald Trump runs the country from a prison. Can you explain it? No, I mean— I, how, how, do you I con think... how do you back someone after they're convicted of a crime and going to prison? Well, my, I, I understand your question. But my, my thing is more on the fact that you broke your word. If I can't trust you to keep your word. I know I, I get done. it. I'm just saying, like, can you explain how someone still becomes president while they're in prison? Would you vote for that person? I don't know that I'd vote for that person if I knew they were going to be in prison the whole time. No, because I don't know how I don't know how you function that way. OK, I, but I don't think. Prison, OK. We've never put a president or a first lady or I just don't. We've never that. indicted a former president. We've now indicted him four times. Um, so we're in, you know, we've never impeached somebody twice. We're in territory we've never been in before. So I don't know how you think he couldn't go to prison. I just I can't see the practicality of it. And. And as far as the indictments go, and like I said, I'm a conservative Republican, I'd have much more faith in the fact that they were legitimate indictments and based on something other than politics, had they been done right after. 
but the timing of all of these things. Well, they needed suspect. to be investigated. The Georgia investigation, if you look at investigations uh, of that uh, breadth and magnitude, a criminal enterprise of those many people, they go on for years. Um, you know, I will say the Justice Department did drag its feet, and we've complained about that. Uh, it should have been further along. But I have a feeling if it was further along, it would have a more sprawling case, too. I think Merrick Garland was actually afraid of moving forward. Uh, I don't think it had anything to do with the election. I, I think, you know, he just finally got this done. In fact, the only reason why he he brought in a special counsel was because... Donald Trump announced he was running for president to to insulate it against, you know, being somebody inside the Justice Department. Uh, and of course, Trump had said, been saying he was going to run for a long time. But I do agree it should have happened earlier. But anyway, that gets us off on a different tangent. Back to the debate. Winner of the debate was Vivek, and I can't pronounce his last name, Ramaswamy. Um, and this is the reason why. I did like some of the things he says because I'm very anti-bureaucracy. I don't think the bureaucracy should have as much power as they do. Um, so I did like that about him. But the biggest reason I think he won the debate was very simple. When they all attacked him, when they all went after him, every single one of them, even DeSantis a little bit, it made it, it, it reinforced that he's the outsider and it made me question, well, what are they so afraid of of him specifically that they're ganging up on him? Why are they why are they ganging up on him instead of attacking the actual opponent, which in their case would be either Donald Trump, who wasn't there, or the Democratic but Party? But Don, like this makes me think: How do you do things in your life? Do you get the doctor that you see everyone saying? I don't think you're a really good doctor because you, I like you. You don't have the credentials, and like because they're all saying that, you go, he must be a good doctor because everybody's saying he's not. Or do you get the doctor who really has the credentials can show you I've done this, 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 and this, and this, and this. So I'm very interested in this because you're you're saying you'd rather somebody who is 38 years old, who's done nothing in life regarding politics over people who have served in office and run state houses and been governors? I, I, yes, and I'll explain why. I, I'm a local elected official, okay? Very local elected official. Um, and I am very skeptical of anybody who spends a lifetime in politics Right. And and then expect well, me to think that I, I am, too. And that's the problem with Donald Trump having gotten elected. I'm, right. I'm, wait, but he's never been elected before. Right. But I'm skeptical of anybody who wants to go into politics. Right. I mean, how is he different from people who were in politics for years? In the end, aren't they all power hungry? Does, does it matter? I mean, do, what, the the argument you're trying to make is that there's something sinister about people who've made this their life, but there's nothing sinister about somebody who uh, attained a lot of wealth and then used that wealth and personality and fame 
to get the power of the Oval Office? That that doesn't no suspicion there for you. No, well, no. I think we're looking at it from different viewpoints. So the way I look at it is this. And by the way, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, the way I look at it is this. If you've been there, if you've been in politics and you've worked your way up and you've spent all of this time in the, in the Congress and the state legislature, the, the federal legislature, executive branches, you've become so accustomed to power, you're more concerned with keeping that job and keeping that power than just doing the job. Perfect example is our Congress. Okay, our come Congress, on, Don. Donald Trump was not obsessed with power and keeping power. He had power as a uh, wealthy individual and a real estate um, titan and as a television personality and someone who had a reality show. And being president is just getting more power, isn't it? See, Don, you're undoing your argument here, okay? They're all people who you should be suspect of them wanting to get power, right? And then what did Donald Trump do? He helped other powerful people. How many people did he pardon? They did a lot of sleazy things, didn't they? Terrible things. Even the guy who was governor of Illinois, what a terrible thing he did. He sold a Senate seat to somebody, right? Wasn't that terrible that Donald Trump used his power to pardon that guy, Rob Bogloyevich? Hold on. I, I, you, you sell a government seat, you deserve never to get out of jail. I don't care. Right. Well, Donald Trump abused his power, didn't he? He was power hungry and then used it to enrich his friends. And he pardoned a whole bunch of his friends, right? So doesn't give you any uh, any pause? Not right. They all do, and it's not right. I'm more skeptical of the guy that gets there. Well, i got to tell you something, Don. Every other president who actually started as a politician and a congressman and then a senator or governor or whatever, they never did that. They never did that. Imagine that. The people who were career politicians didn't pardon their friends or their campaign manager or a whole bunch of other sleazy people and didn't abuse the power of the office. So maybe there's something to be said for that. I just think you're you're way too much brushing this brush of people who've put their lives into government service, which is a history of in this country, families who do that. And then you're okay with an outsider and think that person's not power hungry when, in fact, that person got in office and used that power to enrich their friends and to pardon hardened criminals. Don, I appreciate the call. Thanks a lot for calling today.